Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside head coach Tanner Ersland, and the usual band of suspects, Tanner, Corey, behind the scenes. Uh, good to have you back with us, Coach. Missed you last week having yeah. a chat with Yeah. I don't know. Did we really miss him? Well, it sounds like you didn't, and that's that's great because it sounds like Haggerty was a big hit. He's the listen. I've known Mike for a lot of years, yeah. and he's a he's a good man. He's a great official, and um, you know, so I'm glad it worked out. And uh, you know, if if you don't need me, just let me know. I got I got other things to do. <laughs> no, well, always, always good to be here talking to yeah. you. Yeah. I, I do have some questions for you based off of what we talked about last week with him, just to get your perspective on some of those things. The first thing I want to ask is how this past weekend went uh, with state tournaments, being out, you know, you and the other coaches kind of running yep. around all over the place, uh, hopefully a successful recruiting weekend for you. Yeah, no, uh, you know, great weekend. I think I had mentioned before, this is always the time of year you're most excited, not only because, you know, the end of the year for us, where we kind of reap the fruits of our labor, but you watch all of these high school kids who work so hard as well, and they're excited to get get out there and kind of earn their state championships. So a uh, great weekend of recruiting, saw a lot of talents, um, you know, a lot of future Boilermakers that we're interested in and that are coming that had a lot of good success. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, re- really enjoy this time of year, and it was a lot of fun to get out and see everybody. And on that note, Garrett Ninehouse starts his state tournament this weekend out in PA. So uh, yes. super excited for Garrett. Wish him the best of luck and bringing home another state title. Absolutely. It's this weekend? Their state tournament the Pennsylvania State Tournament is the same weekend as Big Ten, as is New Jersey. So it's yes. really poor timing for states that have really a big – wrestling nesting ground i didn't know yes. jersey was which actually makes it probably yeah, they more, both it makes it yeah. more impressive that big tens is sold out sure no no doubt um but there's gonna be a lot of good wrestling in new jersey this weekend i was be. reading oh, yeah. jersey had they shifted a day earlier for states correct so that they'd be oh, they'd be done by sunday they, yep they, they finish up saturday well we will certainly get into what you alluded to some good wrestling going on in the state of new jersey this past or this coming weekend um but going back to what I said, talking to Mike Haggerty last weekend, from your perspective, when it comes to rule changes and, and different things that you want to see to move the sport forward, outside of being a head coach, I know that you're you know, part of groups and committees, you're always talking to people, keeping your ear to the ground. How do you go about new rules, new, new emphases, 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 rule changes for officiating? You, you talk to Mike, you talk to the other coaches, bounce ideas off of each other. How does that work from a head coach's perspective? Yeah, I think that's always an ongoing conversation with Mike and other coaches, right? You see things that may be problematic mm-hmm. or they're not being called in the way maybe you thought it would, and, and so it impacts the sport in different ways. So I, mean, I think it's just an ongoing process. The thing that I've come to realize is, you know, um, the rules, they're on a two-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So if, if you vote something in and agree on it, you got to live with them for two years. It just doesn't change like that. Yep. And then if you want to introduce new uh, legislation, you have to start quite a ways out and let it go through the various committees. So, you know, when you're young and you think, well, this is just, this isn't right, we got to fix it, and it just snap of the fingers, it, we can get it done. That's definitely not the case. It's got to move through the different groups and committees. And so really, you're always looking ahead, just mm-hmm. like anything. I mean, if, if you're... If you're slow, you're dead. You know, you always got to be working ahead and preparing sure. for the, the, the upcoming years. But that definitely has to dissuade you from being too impulsive with the rule stuff. Like you said, if you're stuck yep. with it for two years, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, wrestlers are passionate and fans are passionate and, and uh, I, I, there definitely can be a knee-jerk reaction to some certain rules. So it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that whole idea of, like, 
you know, everybody gets in an uproar and it's, it's kind of like hands to the face, you know, hands to the face, we got to fix hands to the face, we got to do it. Yep. We did it, everybody was like, wait a second, that's, yep. that's gone too far, we got to dial it back. Yep. But you yep. got to be careful, it sounds like. No, that is definitely the case. I mean, um, you don't want, like anything, right? There's always a, an overcorrection, it seems like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you've, you've got to be careful with that. But, you know, the pendulum is going to swing so far, and then you're going to get to the point when people are going to be like, yeah, this isn't working. And then you, what you don't want is that overcorrection where it swings too far back the one way. But it, it seems to be part of the process. And, uh, you know, you just got to understand how it works and then kind of just make your decisions accordingly, I guess. And I'm sure it's difficult for you as a head coach. I mean, we can't, I talked about it with uh, Mike last week a little bit, but of not letting yourself get caught up in the emotion of, you know, something that a call going against you or something you may disagree with and not letting that cloud your judgment in the larger, you know, globe of the sport to yeah. say what this emphasis or this rule is good for as a sport rather than how it burnt me this past weekend. Yeah, you know, and that's really the challenge in my opinion is that you have to try to make decisions for what's best for the sport, mm -hmm. right? Like our, our whole thing is to can you continue to try to grow this and promote wrestling, increase yep. the number of fans that we bring in. Um, because in certain respects, the sport's very healthy, but in others, we're try still trying to strengthen our sport. And, and so not making those emotional decisions or what's just best for me yeah. uh, is kind of what you have to guard against. And I think as coaches, right, we're always trying to win. And so you're trying to find that edge and how you can do it as a program. But, you know, you've got to sit back after the season's over maybe and evaluate everything as a whole. And it's got to be then greater than just, you know, you. Yeah. Well, uh, Selfish. <laughs> Don't be selfish. Well, we talked to uh, we talked to Mike about it. We're sure to have him on at the start of next season to, to go over any emphasis, any new emphasis or rule changes or whatever yeah. uh, before the season starts. He was he was great to talk to, and I'm I'm sure you'd like to. to have, Remarkably have transparent, him. I yeah. thought. That was, yeah, was I thought great. that was a really cool thing that he didn't he didn't uh, we didn't have to pull any punches. We got to ask everything we wanted to ask, and and he, he, he answered it accordingly. Uh, well, enough enough teasing. Big tens coming up. Uh, second Big to, tens. Second to last stop on the season. Yep. Uh, how excited are you for, you know, in my opinion, I'm biased, but, you know, the premier wrestling tournament in the country, the Big Ten tournament. Yep. I, think, I don't think I'm alone in that. No, uh, no it's really but good. how excited are you for this weekend? Yeah, this is, you know, this is this is the fun part. You know, it, competition is always fun, mm -hmm. but uh, the, the amount of work and sacrifice and, and, and suffering, I mean, let's just face it, sure. you know, this is a sport we always talk about. It's a 24-7 deal with taking your diet home and showing up the next day ready to work and, and just, just everything that goes into it. So uh, I am just incredibly excited. The, the key for us, and that's gonna, we're going to get together tonight as a team and have dinner and, and go through things, um, but it's, it's just, hey, you know, we're all excited. It's, it's keeping your emotions in check because you can't win it today and you don't want to burn that energy, you know, you know, just being revved up from now until Saturday morning. So honestly, it's just being very disciplined in your thoughts and kind of keeping, you know, keeping the excitement down. Just go about your business like normal and, mm -hmm. uh, and get yourself to Saturday, you know, ready to, ready to go. Yeah. All in. You know, yeah. when you put your foot on the line, that's the soonest you need to be ready to be all in. Mm -hmm. To be all in before, you're just, you're burning nervous energy that you don't really need to. And so it's honestly, it's going to be about just managing your thoughts and keeping your emotions where they need to be. I'm going to burn enough nervous energy for everyone <laughs> this weekend. So I, you can tell the guys, like, I've got that covered. There you go. So, so they don't need to worry about that aspect. So the guys, some of the newer guys that this will be their first, their first go around, mm -hmm. Travis Ford Melton, Kendall Coleman, Thomas Panola, uh, getting their first shot at, at Big Ten tournament. 
are tournaments like Cliff Keen, Midlands, are they at a high enough level to prepare for the, the nerves that you'll have going into Big Tens? I mean, every match is difficult, but I mean, the, the talent that you're going to see on Saturday and Sunday at Big Tens is... Do those tournaments prepare you for that kind of setting that you're going to step into? Yeah, ab absolutely. These guys have been through the, the grind. You know, I mean, the Big Ten schedule is tough enough, and then when you throw in a couple of good other events where you see better competition from the other parts of the country, that's done specifically so these guys can be uh, absolutely confident uh, that they are prepared. They've been through the grind. They've been through the wars. Uh, they know what they have to do. You know, so I mean, I, I feel I always feel incredibly confident, and I feel that we do our best wrestling at the end of the year because of that. So uh, it, it really does just come down to kind of hey, it's business as usual. Be who you are. Yep. Um, you know, so too often kids um, want to make this more than what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's another wrestling match. And while, hey, we know it's a uh, you know accumulation of of a year's worth of hard work, trust that everybody who gets this done um, is, is themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't change. Very, my mantra to these guys: very little changes. We're going to do very few things different. You know, it's tweaking, tweak your technique. You know, if anything, the end of the year maybe it gets a little boring. Practices are shorter, but <laughs> hey, it's repetition on the things that we're about. Yeah, the, the things that who you who you are, what you're about. It's just tweaking those things, so very little changes. Yeah. I think it's uh, the thing about the Big Ten Championships that always blows me away and kind of like, you know, while you, the, the, the thing you can't straight compare to Midlands or Vegas is the size of the tournament. You know, if you go to Midlands and Vegas and you got, you know, 25, 30 guys in a bracket, there's just 14 guys in every bracket. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of warm-up time before you're going to run into a hammer. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of cases, like there's no warm-up time. You got one right out of the gate. Uh, so you're you're going to run into one of the best wrestlers in the country at mm -hmm. whatever weight you're wrestling at. Um, and when you're seeding, you know we did the seeds last week, mm -hmm. and that was a that was a heck of a mental exercise to sit down. We had to, first year we had to do. It was like um, advanced calculus. Man. It was unbelievable at some weights, and yet when you have to do all 14 seeds at every weight, which is the first time we had to do that, right? Yep. I know we had to do a specific yep. weights in the past. Yeah, but uh, just to explain, I guess, for the, the fans so they understand it. In the past, typically, if you have eight or more uh, allocation spots, you're going to seed all 14 weights because you're going to have to wrestle two placings beyond just the eighth mm -hmm. place. Um, but we felt last year as a, as a coaching group um, where we all approved seeding all 14 at every weight, just as a matter of you know fairness. And you do see the NCAA is going to seed every kid. Um, yep. at every weight as well. So it's, it's very consistent in the way it's going to be done in the postseason. It's post a good season. move, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the traditionalist in me. I liked kind of um, the, random the random draw aspect to it a little bit because you, you got some interesting things there, sure, right? Yeah. Um, but there's no doubt, like, uh, if you just look at numbers and you're saying, okay, this is the most fair and it probably rewards kids who have had better years, for sure it does mm -hmm. that. Um, but I, I will say, and I'm not alone, I know as a traditionalist, that we kind of enjoyed the random draw aspect of it, you know, uh, especially at nationals where maybe you seeded the top 16 and then you would draw on those other guys. Well, and the other thing that we run into, and it's probably unavoidable, but a lot of times when you're comparing top end guys or, or mid tier guys, it's apples and oranges because of the unbalanced schedule. Because Okay, mm -hmm. this guy, he's, you don't wrestle he's four and three, but he wrestled numbers one, two, and three in the country. This guy is four and one, but he didn't yes. have to wrestle any of those guys. Yep, and you know, as, as coaches, we're on ranking panels. That's, that's our job. So you get assigned weights through the Big Ten of what weight you're, or weights, could be two weights in it, any given year. But 
you know, ranking those guys, you know, some weights are very clear, so let's say in that top 20, but then it gets very tough. Yeah. How do you distinguish, you know, um, because you've got to look at strength of schedule, you know what I mean? What, what does their, their number of wins mean in comparison, say, to a Big Ten kid who maybe doesn't have, you know, his, his record doesn't look equal, but man, you look at who he's wrestled, right. you know, and, and there's no wonder that his record isn't, you know, maybe is, the number of wins isn't as high. So it, it becomes very, very tough. And that's the part where you feel, you know, every year there's going to be controversy where you're like, well, th this kid was the 28th seed and he has this guy right away. No way. He's, he's, probably, he's probably a top 20 kid. What's he doing down here? Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets murky and, and you can say, hey, maybe seed the top 16 and then we live with the draw. But Kendall Coleman's a great example of the guy Corey just brought up. You know, kid's got seven losses on the season, mm -hmm. but they're to one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I think he wrestled three twice, right? So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, Max Lyon's another guy. Max is re you know, Max has wrestled a ton of the top, and that's kind of 84 in the Big Ten, to be yeah. honest. But, like, Max has wrestled a ton of the top guys in the country, wrestled some of them more than once. Like, it's just, it's, uh, you know, all schedules are not created equal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so when you see these and you go, and, and you, you, sometimes you can go, you can drive yourself a little crazy. Uh, you know, go round and round and round. Yep. At forty, at one forty-one, we we ran into the buzzsaw of, you know, A beat B, B beat C, sure. C beat A, and it's and there's no, there was nothing to like d differentiate between the three yep. of them. Mm -hmm. So you're no like, doubt. so you just you you have to pick a rationale and go with it. For sure. I, I think too. The last thing I know, we we have a limited amount of time. So, <laughs> sure. uh, but the last thing I would say, and this is key in my mind. Um, and indicative of this team, if you look, like, you know, we've, you know, certainly we've had some ups and downs because of some injuries where we lost a few duels in a row. But overall, we've had a very strong year. And if you look at the best tournaments, we've, we've performed very well. So, you know, when we, you talk about, um, you know, you're going to hit good people right away, I think that the key for us and what we have to remember is, you know, we're, we're the bad draw. And that's, that's the thing I really want our team to focus on is it's not like, oh, we're going to run into somebody good. No, man, we're, we're the bad draw. We've been the bad draw. They're going to run you know, into somebody we good. We wrestle hard. We're in shape. We've won all year. You know, so I think that's the, the key thing that you have to be focused on, the coach and me. It just, hey, you're the bad draw. You're the man that people do not want to face, and you've been that way all year. So and I think keep, that, keep being that guy. Yeah, that answers the question that I was going to ask was, these guys that are on the lower side of the preceding again it's all preceding it won't be finalized until friday um so just kind of a best guess uh, as of right now but the guys that are on the lower side of you're going to mm -hmm. run in your, your first matches of the day are going to be against a one two and to when you put your toe on the line that all of a sudden you're equal yep. as soon as you get out there it, hey listen you're you're zero and zero is it you know that's the old adage right like we're we're oh and oh yeah and now the guy who's all in and ready to go that day uh, is the guy who's going to get it done. And, and uh, you uh, referenced 184, which was an interesting wait to see. Ooh. Yeah, that was a mess, right? Yeah. But it's very competitive, yeah. you know. And, and, and Max had lost a couple one-point matches. And, but I think we'd even talked about him. You could kind of see it coming. I mean, he was getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Even in his losses, he was performing better. Closing the gap. He was, yeah. yeah, he was cleaning up his positions. And so... You know, it wasn't a surprise to us when he'd beaten Bra Nagel at the end, you know, who's going to be seated higher than him, you know, maybe three, four spots at Big Tens at least, right? So I look at Max as, man, Max is a bad draw. He's, he's doing his best wrestling right now, yep. as are, our, you know, uh, most of our team. So it's, you know, you got a chance to be the Big Ten champ. Yeah. Don't look at it any other way. Go out and, and, uh, and do you. Well, I want to dial in a microscope 
to, down to our team a little bit. We've been talking big picture. Uh, dial into us just for a moment. Uh, heard some rumblings that Nate might be back. Nate Lennox might be back in the mix uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, you know, and Nate was in an interesting position this year. He, you saw that he had helped us out um, when uh, when Griffin Perry was out for a while, mm -hmm. and so he had we had kept him down for those purposes for uh, for 149, not to lose the certification because those those rules obviously have a part. Uh, once we had had finished our season um, and he was no longer in the mix at 49, you know, he had uh, asked, and and uh, quite honestly, we were thinking about it too, to to see could he come up and wrestle off uh, Tanner Webster? And so they did have wrestle offs and, and Nate is in the mix um, as a possibility at Big Tens. Uh, I won't go any further than that today. Sure, sure. Um, but for sure you could, you know, you could see uh, Nate possibly in there this weekend. We still have to, to think about some things and, and we certainly have appreciated everything Tanner's done for us this year. And that's why he's, he's still in the mix. But Nate, as a senior and as a guy who's been around and done a lot of things for this program as well, uh, we thought certainly deserved the opportunity to wrestle off for the spot. Yep. I think one thing that's pretty cool about just this situation, and we've had this, we've had this situation in other places this year, is the, the constant competition that we keep going in our room and guys always battling for spots. And always, you, know, you look at a kid like Thomas Panola, starts the year at 197, Christian comes out of red shirt, beats him for the spot. Thomas says, Coach, I want to compete. Mm -hmm. Can I, can I wrestle the heavyweights? You know, Nate Lemmicks, can I wrestle the 165? Can I, can I, where can I help get a chance to How compete? How can I help the team? How can yeah. I help the team? How can I get a chance to be the guy? And uh, that's one of the things I love about our program is the fact that those guys are always, they, not only do they want the opportunity, but, but they get the opportunity. Yeah, to go no do doubt. That. I've really enjoyed this group of kids. I think I've said that all year long. They, they work hard. They, they're believing. They're seeing results. And um, they're still um, focused on the team as well, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's a very uh, individualistic sport as it, as it requires. I mean, you're going out there by yourself, so it requires that. But to have that team component and to have them kind of buy in and contribute the way they have this year uh, has, been, has been a lot of fun to see, and it only strengthens them as a group. And I asked that about Nate, just like you mentioned, he is a senior. Uh, so as long as uh, Christian progressing the way that you you hope he ha he would be at this point, you're gonna there's a potential to have every senior on in the lineup uh, at Big Tens, which helps the rest of the team just having that that calmness that a senior who's been there brings maturity. to the rest of the team. Yeah, maturity that 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 those guys bring to the rest of the team has a ripple effect amongst everyone. There's no doubt. And they bring expectation too, right? Because yeah. like, they've been in those wars. I've said it all year. They, they have an expectation for how they're going to perform and what they're going to do. And I think they've bought in. They, they know we're, we're peaking now. Yeah. You know, from a shape aspect and a mentality, I, I feel, you know, very, very good. A lot of work to do. We, we never want, it will never be easy. Um, I would never, you know, no. want to fool them otherwise. They know there's, there's a lot of work to do. They understand yeah. that but they should feel very confident that they are prepared and ready for that work. Well, the guys that are on the flip side, I mentioned the guys that are on the lower side of the seating. The guys that are on the higher side of the pre-seating, Devin Schroeder ranked number two, Lighty at three, uh, Bruner at four. Kendall at three. Kendall at three. Yeah. How did I skip mm -hmm. over Kendall? Kendall, Kendall at three. <laughs> yeah, of course. How, did you? How yeah. did you skip I over Kendall? I have no idea. Uh, of course, Kendall at three. Uh, what is it that you're telling these guys to not, you know, get ahead of themselves to just 
their first match is where they see yeah. an 11, 12, 13 seed in their first match to not just assume that this match is already over. No, you you got to wrestle the man in front of you. And this is where I, I probably get really boring, right? It's, it's coach speak, uh, but we'll say it again. I've had a real issue with enough. my three-year-old saying boring lately, so it's funny that that keeps yeah, coming up in today's show. Like, it truly, it, it, and, but that's why I just, I, I believe so much in consistency and fundamentals, right? That, that's what you fall back on when you get to these big moments. And truly, it will be about wrestling the next 20 seconds for the next 20 seconds. And then you'll deal with the next 20 seconds after that, and then after that. So it's stay in the moment. Mm -hmm. It gets overused a lot, but, but you have to practice that because you might come up with you know, all kinds of crazy situations. You're gonna have coaches in the corner running laps and yelling and screening crazy mans and throwing bricks and yeah. you could have a bad unexpected call or you know, who knows, right? You're gonna have a Rutgers guy and he you're in Rutgers building, so it's locked. So you get all these crazy things and it's just hey, tune it all out and wrestle the twenty seconds, wrestle the guy in front of you. Yeah. And if you do that, we've been we've been good, you know, this year with that. And so I, that's what we've got to do. And I think the the important analogy is you know a lot of times we hear coaches talk about the you, you can't replicate the stress the anxiety whatever that you'll feel when you step into that arena on that day so what you have to do is try and treat that day like you're in the wrestling room rather mm -hmm. than try to make the wrestling room feel that like that environment because that's going to be impossible to do yeah. is to be able to calm your nerves and treat those matches like it's just any other day you, you, got, you just got to have a plan yeah. You know, that's where I fall back, but that's me. Um, if you have a plan for these situations, you have a process to deal with stuff, and that's mm -hmm. what you need to have. If, if you have a process and um, how you're going to handle things as they come up or what you're going to do when the unexpected happens, then you're okay. You're not yeah. unprepared. And the, the only time, in my opinion, when you truly get panic is when you're in, in so deep over your head you have no plan or you feel so unprepared for what's going on and then you panic. Mm -hmm. But if you have an idea of what your plan is and how you're gonna respond should the unexpected come up, hey, you'll be okay. It won't yeah. be panic. There's stress, there's always stress. You know, how you perceive that, and I, and we're going, I, I get we're going into psychology now, but how you perceive that <laughs> stress is big too, right? It's a good I thing mean, there's a couch yeah, in this room. I'm gonna yeah, go lay down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, Take this all in. Hey, and everybody's got stress, right? We worked hard. We're all here. The guy across from you has stress. Yeah. How are you going to perceive this, right? This is probably good. It's, I've worked really hard. My body's getting me ready to go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, yeah, you know, everybody's got stress. But it's okay because it's good stress. It's your body getting you ready to go, and I've got a plan, and I'm prepared. So that's honestly where where I really fall back to these guys. And, and we've been doing it all year. You don't leave any stone unturned. We've talked about it mentally, how you handle it, what your warm-up needs to look like, how you need to bring your weight down. You know, yeah. All of these things, that's the fruition of, of this year. Mm -hmm. Well, boy, I'm excited. You've got, you've got, <laughs> it's you've got me pumped up here, Coach. Uh, it's always such a great tournament. I'm excited, to be, I'm excited to be there and have a front row seat to watch. Uh, Watch this all go down. Yeah, yep. well, I'll be watching uh, from far away, but I'll have my bracket filled out. I, I'll start working on my bracket here in the next couple of days for each weight class. I got, I got a question. Do you do one bracket or you got like, just like No, you, you can't. No, you some can't. people do multiple basketball NCAA brackets. Yes. There's, get there's, that. there's 10 weights. I, I can't, not, I, I, I can't fill out multiple brackets. <laughs> You're not going to do like 30 brackets? No. <laughs> Three, Go three, through three, three, three separate times. I was laughing. I, I saw some guy. Uh, some guy put his 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 bracket for for I can't remember what weight it was on on Twitter the other day, and it was hilarious because it was just straight chalk. 
Yeah. Like, you just, I mean, it was like. Way to go out on a limb. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that was exactly, those were my exact words when I'm looking at this stuff. Like, I was like, man, you took some big risks in this yeah. one, bud. Good job. Why are you wasting your time? Like, right, and right. why do you think other people care to see you pick all the favorites to the end? <laughs> well, it'll never go the way anyone thinks it's going to go. Never that's the does. One, that's the one thing that we do know. Uh, but best of luck to the guys in the team if they head out to uh, New Brunswick slash Piscataway. Yeah, no, thank you. It, it'll be really exciting. I, I feel really good about our group. I think the guys are very excited. So, uh, you know, it'll be about just kind of managing ourselves the next two days. Yep. And, you know, we're prepared. We'll let it all go on, on Saturday. Yep. Well, good luck. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us today. We'll have a recap next week, recapping uh, hopefully a successful weekend out of the Big Ten Tournament. Uh, for Coach Tony Ursland, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter. As always, always Thanks, a great guys. podcast. Boiler up. <laughs>